Kaboom! <laughs> We're back. We're back. It's March. It's the second Friday of the month. It's our Stay Off Home Kansas extravaganza. That's right. We both took a big breath after I pressed record, and then it was a game of chicken to see who was going to talk. First. I didn't know. I didn't know either. Welcome to Stay Up Homekins. Yes, hi everybody. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. And my name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I am an actress. And we are a married couple living in Los Angeles, and this is our after-dinner podcast. Yeah, it's just absurdist conversation. Maybe this is your first time with us. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, is that the correct branding, that it's absurdist conversation? <laughs> A stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. Which sometimes leads us to the absurd. Sure. Well, sure. Why do you think all of our merch is all about? All of our podcast merch has absurdist. Absurdist leanings. Has absurdist leanings and people just go bananas for it. It's so true, Bessie. And here we are now. Friday night. I got my weekend waters. The second Friday of March. I know. Do you know the last, I want to say the last few days felt like Friday to me. You know what? Me too. Like, right? sh- well, definitely Thursday felt like Friday. Oh, 100%. And I almost was like, thank God it's Friday to like a bunch of people. Yeah. And then I was like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> it's hey, fucking Thursday. Hey, don't talk to my friend like that. <laughs> but yeah, I was ready for the week. It just felt like this week should be over a few days, <laughs> a few um, days in a row. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that is confusing. Do you speaking of a lot going I'm on? Listening. Do you feel that you are thanks Fraser? <laughs> do you feel like you are successfully uh weaning yourself off of uh Murdoch murder? Oh, the Murdoch stuff? murder? Yeah. Um that was a really big withdrawal. Okay, for those of you who are just <laughs> joining in, so I fell into this true crime podcast a couple of years ago about this double homicide in the low country of South Carolina surrounding this family dynasty. And this was a small um, town. What's the name of the podcast again? Murdoch Murders. Murdoch Murders. Man. Sometimes it's just that simple, folks. Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> what's this about? Well, let me tell you. Have you read the title? <laughs> so this podcast started after the after the double homicide. Mandy Matney, she started this podcast. Not Marley Matlin. Please Mandy stop Matney. congratulating Mandy on winning an Oscar <laughs> for Children of a Lesser God. So I started listening to this podcast. And let me tell y'all, it was a fucking ride. Mm-hmm. Because... All of a sudden, there were, like, more dead bodies connected to this family. And then all of this crime, like, financial crimes mm-hmm. and mystery and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, then they, like, charged Alec Murdoch. I guess his name's Alex Murdoch, mm-hmm. but he pr- pr- pronounces it Alec Murdoch. Welcome to the South. Alec Murdoch. Alec Murdoch. He kind of talked. He kind of talked like this, and he was sort of, he even took the stand in his own defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this murder, this double, he got charged for slaughtering his wife and son on their property. And he was, like, blaming it on all these other people. Mm-hmm. He was like, 
And this and this is what was crazy. So this murder trial. Like he said, actually said, did he did he describe somebody to the police that he said did it? Okay, this is what he did. Right. It's it's so fucked up. He said he wasn't there. Right. Right. right when right. the murders happened, even though there's millions of things that can place you at well, that, a location. Okay. So so this is what he maintained the whole time. That he wasn't in the exact location of the murder. Hold on. We can't recap the entire murder Mm-mm. trial for people. No, this is Cliff Notes. Okay. This is Cliff's Notes. Mm-hmm. Cl- Cliff's, Cliff's notes. notes. That's right. And basically, he said he wasn't there, but as soon as someone came to check out the crime, mm-hmm. he started blaming. He said, he was like, I know this is connected to this other thing. Right. So he started planting seeds mm-hmm. that it was this other reason, mm-hmm. okay, these other people, and that, like, he narrowly escaped his life or whatever. So then... With his life. <laughs> <laughs> I narrowly escaped my life, I'll tell you that one. I mean, well, also, like, I watched all of the, like, I got so deep, y'all. I got so Jamie deep. was covering this case this thing, for the house. And we did like a live chat. We did a live chat on the Substack. Thank you for joining our weekend water Substack. We had gr- a great time doing a live uh, chat of mm-hmm. his of his murder testimony. Yeah. But um, he kept saying um, in the I watched I kept watching the um, first responders mm-hmm. body cameras. Mm-hmm. And I just, he kept saying how he was at his mom's who has late stages Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He kept saying late stages Alzheimer's. He's, he's like, I was at my mom's. She has late stages Alzheimer's. And I'm like, it's late stage Alzheimer's, you <laughs> dumbass. And he, and so like, I just, he just kept saying late stages Alzheimer's and all this stuff. So anyway, so this murder trial started like six weeks ago and we were like in San Francisco at Sketchfest. And mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I I've got to watch this murder trial. I was like telling anyone who was listening, like I sat John Hodgman down, Jonathan mm-hmm. Colton. We mm-hmm. had lunch. I was like, I'm just really into this murder trial. And they were like, what is this? And mm-hmm. I was like trying to tell them. And I think I like, I think Jonathan Colton was, he was like, maybe going to check it out. Like he got really, he seemed very, he seemed like his interest got peaked. Oh, it got peaked, baby. I've never seen interest peak <laughs> like this. And this is like last, this is like last month and so this thing was like going on and on and then um and there were more and more people i knew who were following it Mm -hmm. and then this netflix docuseries dropped and then more people started following it after the netflix docuseries dropped yeah and um and then the next thing you know i think it was like being covered on news on the news channels like the final week Mm -hmm. of the trial because it sort of was this big trial Mm -hmm. so then when it then that the trial ended and they were like okay so then he like he got on the stand oh so basically he said he wasn't at the murder he wasn't never there yeah but um there was video cuckoo (laughs) oh my god cuckoo is here to here for this hi cuckoo Hi, Cuckoo. So anyway, the video um, actually, like, placed him at the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, undeniably. Yeah. So then he got on the stand, and they were like, why did you lie about the video? And he was like, well, because I don't trust the police. 
<laughs> and they were like, and they were like, okay, so you lied about this. And then he lied about, he like stole millions of dollars from like underprivileged yeah. and like infirm clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stole money. He was a lawyer, yeah. From yeah, yeah, yeah. a deaf paraplegic man. Mm-hmm. He stole from a deaf paraplegic man. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he was like, he's like a psychopath or something. And they're like, well, did you lie when you did this? Did you lie to this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're, and then they're like, but are you lying about killing? <laughs> and he was like, no. This is the this one, is the one thing time. I'm not lying. <laughs> Look, I lied every single he's other time. He's basically like, oh, this is like, yeah, basically. And then, and then, and it got like so dramatic. And then the prosecutor, Creighton Waters. Uh, so everyone like knows the names of everyone yes. involved. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. people on Twitter. Even I do, and I'm not. But yeah, I'm yeah. Only a casual observer. <laughs> and then Creighton. I Wa- know about Dick Harputlian. <laughs> and then did and Creighton Waters goes, Mister Murdoch, are you family annihilator? <laughs> and he goes, Am I what? Am I? And he goes, Are you family annihilator? A family annihilator? You mean? Did I? Did I kill my wife and my son? No, Mr. Waters, I did not. And then they deliberated, and literally two and a half hours later, they came back and unanimously pronounced him guilty, and then he was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. Can I ask this, though? Yeah. And I mean, justice was served. He, he was, oh, justice clearly was guilty, and he, he deserves to be He did it. Away. He did everything. He did every single thing. What was the point of asking him if he was a family annihilator? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is interesting. That is it like ask. on a form when they say, are you a terrorist? That <laughs> <laughs> you're accidentally going to say, yes, I am. No, it's so interesting that you ask specifically about being a family annihilator. <laughs> because even in our live chat on the subset, some, some of you have uh, signed up for our weekend water substock. By the way, thank you. Um, we're still taking entries. You can still send them. <laughs> we have not closed it. <laughs> So, so in the live chat, I was like, I just thought he was being like poetic. Like yeah. I thought he was, it was like to kill a mockingbird or something like the Schiffer robe or something. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he was like, but apparently, so, so the, the motive for the murder is so baffling to yeah. people because it wasn't so like black and white, like where he like killed them and he stood doing like get a $20 million. Yeah, we didn't know what he gained from ending these people's lives. Right. And he did all these crazy and ass Not just things. any people, but his, his wife, wife and, and his, his son. son. Yeah. And, um, and so, and like he, like by all accounts, he didn't like abuse them or mm-hmm. anything like that. He was just a lot, he was just like leading this double life, mm-hmm. like, like almost like a Jekyll and Hyde where like everyone in the town thought he was like this f- gregarious, even the judge was like, you were such a like gregarious fellow, like mm-hmm. a, you know, hail, well met. What is hail it? Fellow hail well fellow met. well yeah. met. And now like you're on the other side of the justice aisle or whatever and so so basically there is like a a particular this is something i learned through the trial and read it because of all how deep we all went down the rabbit hole is that there is like a psychological profile of a man who is a family annihilator and the psychological profile is like a man who is by all accounts loves his family Mm -hmm. But when something 
there's like all these categories and there's one category is like when your house of cards, your financial house of cards is about to crumble. These men sometimes kill their families. Like an honor killing. Like an honor killing. they won't have to witness the the, shame. The shame. The shame or the downfall. And it's like a family, it's like a dynasty, like a family dynasty. And what was so confusing is like some of these men they kill their families and then they kill themselves. Yeah. So it'll be like a full like murder suicide. Right. But this guy's narcissistic mm-hmm. and he would never kill himself. And he didn't kill the other son because the other son was off at school. Right. 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 So and he was like trying to basically like set someone else up for the for the murder. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he literally thought that he could get out of it because he's gotten out of all of his other crimes. Right. 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 You know. And so family annihilator is maybe a term he would have heard in his capacity as a lawyer. Was he but he was was he a trial lawyer? He was a um like an accident, like a um right. what's that called? Like a like a liability like a um personal injury lawyer. Personal injury lawyer. And right. that's how he was able to scam people because what he would do was he would be like, Oh, did you you know, like like oh you hurt your ankle on this stair mm-hmm. or whatever um, don't worry, I'll get you this big settlement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these big settlements from insurance companies, like they never go to court almost always. Like right. insurance te- like typically pays out, mm-hmm. but the client doesn't know what the people's insurance company will pay out, right? right? So like you might think like, like he'll be like, oh, I'll get you this big insurance payment because you can't walk anymore mm-hmm. or whatever. And so this money, so then the pain, the way it normally works is the big, uh, settlement would go into like this, um, like, um, escrow. Mm-hmm. It's like these escrow firms that hold the money. Right. And there's an escrow firm called Forge. It's like a legitimate escrow firm. Mm-hmm. And he set up this, he ran this scam with these banks where he set up like a personal account under the name Forge. So he would then tell the insurance company, write the check to Forge because that was the actual, his firm. It's like Goldman. Remember? Oh my God. Make it out to BCBS. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, it was like the lady, the wife was like, oh, it was like Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever. (laughs) Okay. So, so then, so then he would, then he would either like turn around and be like, I got you $10,000 when Mm -hmm. really he got them $3 million or something like that, or just like not pay them at all. Yeah. They would like, sometimes like wouldn't see a dime of the money. Like, cause he would be like, oh, I couldn't get it or whatever. So he, I think. So he was lying. Like a lot of these lawyers, what they will do is say, you, you pay me when you get the settlement. I don't make any money unless I win the case. Yes. Like a, like a, uh, is it not contingent, like contingency? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, payment or something like that. So he was running this scam for like years Mm -hmm. and bypassing his own family law firm that had been a 100 year old firm that like previous generations of his family had built to be this like prestigious firm. Yeah. So then everything kind of like came crashing down, like all at the same time where he was unable, he like, he was robbing Peter to pay Paul and he got found out at the firm. Mm -hmm. He got found out at the firm. So it was all unraveling. Oh, it all unraveled, like all like within, like, and it all unraveled because his son, who he murdered, 
killed a girl in a a a boating under the influence accident. Okay. So the whole thing. Yeah. I have to ask again, though. Did he know he was a family annihilator? What was he going to say? He, of course he's not going to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you see, Creighton Waters said that for the benefit of the jury. Right. Because he wanted them to understand that there is such a thing. But without th- was bringing... that, I mean, would the jury know that? He was hoping they'd, like, Google it, I think. <laughs> they're not <laughs> supposed to do that. Well, they're not supposed to, like, look up things about the actual case. case. But they're allowed to look up terms. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's a special computer for the jurors. They can look up terms. I mean, I don't know. I know that some of the jurors were like interviewed afterwards mm. because people were like, you only talked about it for two and a half hours. And they were like, yeah, he lied. <laughs> 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 they were like, they were like, how do you know he lied? They're like, cause I sat there and looked in his eyes Yeah, and he wasn't crying. <sighs> he was like faking. Oh yeah. It. There was a lot of fake crying. Yeah. I mean, look, we're we're kind of chuckling about this. It was well, it's a horrific. Ser- a serious thing. It's horrific. But he has a lot of damage. When, in his- when there's so when somebody is just like, it's it's messed because up because it is it is absurd. It is absurd. Like the stuff that he was doing was absurd. Yeah, it's it's he was like a Bernie Madoff. He was like a Bernie Madoff person. Like I'll get you rich, mm-hmm. but really he was just like put like yeah. paying himself. He killed his own wife. And he killed son. his own wife and son. He killed his own wife and son. In his mind, I think, because I like really was interested in sort of the psychology of it all, Mm -hmm. that I think he thought, because his son was facing jail time for Mm -hmm. this boating accident, and and the wife was about to be, like, they were about to lose every penny and all their standing, all their social standing, which was quite important Mm -hmm. to this family. This particular family was sort of raised in this. Oh, yeah. It was a super social old strata, South Carolina South, family. South Carolina family. Like they had to take down portraits in the in the courthouse to have like of a, his ancestors. Yes, because yeah. it would have like influenced the jury. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think in his sick, sick criminal mind, mm-hmm. he thought he was sparing them. It wasn't just like an honor killing. Like I think he thought he was sparing but them it's suffering. Really he's sparing himself. One hundred percent. That's what it comes down to. Is I don't want you to see me in this light, not because it will be upsetting for you, but because you will know because the truth. I of can't me. face it. I yes. can't accept it. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. It's so unbearable for me. That's why he couldn't even like admit to the judge when the judge like faced him and gave him his sentencing. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't even like admit it. He couldn't admit that he did it. He couldn't just say simply, yes, I'm a family annihilator. He should have just said, yeah, I'm a family annihilator. I didn't know that term until Creighton Waters said it to me. And now that he said it to me, like, it really fits. Like, if, if, he, the, if the glove fits. What if he had a t-shirt that said, yeah, I'm a family annihilator. <laughs> and then it's like one of those things where each letter <laughs> in family annihilator stands for something. <laughs> F, fun, A. <laughs> <laughs> Anxious. Always up for Chinese food. M made to party. <laughs> I I'm fun loving. I L, mean, should we get kinship? love my family? Do you think kinship will make that, that shirt for us? <laughs> no, that's too sick. Kinship, don't do that. The fun would have to be so small. I mean, because family annihilator is a lot of it's letters. A lot of letters. And it would be a lot of things you have to think. Some repeats in there, too. And you'd have to think of a lot of things that he was saying to himself. 
Yes, exactly. to deny that he's really a family annihilator. So put yourself in the mind. Like the two ends, like <laughs> the two ends in annihilator, like yeah. not guilty, not guilty, <laughs> never guilty. H, how could I have done it? <laughs> a, an innocent man. Are you sure we're not leaving money on the table here? By not <laughs> <laughs> I think it's messed up. These people were like. We did like terrorize. This town was terrorized. It's very true. People died. People lost their lives. People lost money. We're I mean, not lied. People died. I mean, yeah. I just thought that was amazing when he said, "Mr. Murdoch, are you family annihilator?" Uh, what? Uh, am I family annihilator? <laughs> Let's. We're gonna do an abrupt subject change to Ooh. something that's not about <laughs> that's family murder, fun. family annihilation. Um, I did the Star Trek cruise. Yes, you did. This was the sixth Star Trek cruise. First one for me. Oh, that, um, wait. I didn't know it was the sixth one. This was one. the sixth year they've done it, yeah. But they must have taken some years off during the pandy. I would imagine they did, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it's not six consecutive years, mm. but this is the sixth time they've done it. And it's a Star Trek cruise that leaves from California and goes to Mexico and comes See. back to California. See. So, like, you were in, you didn't have to, like, fly to, like, the East Coast or anything. No, but I did because Tony Newsom and I, who host the official Star Trek podcast, Star Trek The Pod Directive, mm, we check were it out, joining guys. the cruise midway through. And so we flew to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. And then we got on the boat there, and okay. we had a, we had one day in in Puerto Vallarta, and it was really nice. It was real. I'd never been to Mexico before. Yeah, it's I've never sh- been. Like all this time that we've lived here, and we haven't gone to Mexico. I know. And now absurd. they're like, "Don't go," because some people got kidnapped in Mexico. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think not. I think Puerto Vallarta is probably. Yeah, it's it's a not. very uh, Puerto Vallarta is a very friendly town. It's very uh, LGBTQ friendly. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's like a real a real fun party town, and um, it was it was a lot of fun. And we got to see, you know Tony had a friend there who coincidentally an old friend from Chicago was coincidentally doing a show. That in is Puerto so Vallarta, ama- That's like a it. crazy coincidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was really like because she only does it twice a week. And you did it's like a cabaret style show. Yes. So yes, what yes, yes. what was it like? So her name is Megan. Oh my god, Megan Murphy. She goes by Big Red. Uh huh. Um, and so the first part of the show is very comedic. There's like song parodies, a lot of jokes and stuff like that. Then she goes off, does a costume change. I guess I'm spoiling the show for people who haven't. Oh seen it. well, don't. Then she comes back out, and then she does like a more, it's a much more um, serious kind of, uh, you know, bar ballad kind of standards Okay, that she does. That's cool. Yeah. And then she goes off and changes again, and then there's like a big finale, you know. Okay. And she has dancers, and it was really, she has an amazing voice. It was, a, I thought about that show a lot after I saw That's it. That's cool. Yeah. It, it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, and I was, I was, we got to hang out with her afterwards and then the next day we got on the boat and, you know, it was exactly what you would assume. There's like tons of people in Star Trek uniforms all because it's the, the whole, whole boat, boat is, is Star Trek. Yes. Okay. It's not like there's a group there and then everybody else is just regular old people. Uh, right. <laughs> and, Which actually sounds funnier. I mean, there was that one cause I've done the Jonathan Colton cruise before yeah. and when I did it, I believe they have the whole boat now. Um, but when I did it, it was still like there was this group and then there was the regular cruise people. Uh-huh. And 
it was funny because you would see them, you know, the the regular people giving looks to some of the more, uh, you know, counterculture uh, type. But do they? But that's good for them, though, because then they have like a choice of entertainment on the cruise that they might not normally go see. Well, here's what's yeah, but you know what? I, one of those cruises I stole away. And I went into the one of the performance areas to see the regular the standard entertainment. Yeah. Okay. And look, look, they do like the standardized they do cruise. like musicals and shit on cruise ships. You know what I mean? Yes. So they do. They do big reviews. They do like I think they do full on productions of musicals, but they also do like a, a sort of Broadway style review where they do a lot of different show tunes and dancing and shit like that. Okay. It's like, to see the backstage of these places, there's a lot going on. Right? Okay. And then we're there doing our goofy shit. Right. Um, but I did watch a stand-up comedian, and it was like it was like getting out of a time machine. Really? It was like the most classic stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. Wife jokes, mother-in-law jokes, like stuff like that. Like uh-huh. not, not like from vaudeville, but, but definitely like the 80s. But the structure was that. Oh, 100%. But it's like, you know, that's, you have to, that can you, have be to entertaining. Know, you have to know your audience and it depends on the type of people that are on the cruise. You do have to appeal to like a broad swath of people, you know? Right. Like you can't like go out and like rail against canceled culture. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Like, like you're like, you're like some alt comic, like edgy comic and you're like, I'm on this cruise and I want to try I mean, my new material. I bet you'd have better luck with that than doing jokes about Trump or whatever. You know what I mean? I guess. I think the scale probably tips that way. Yeah. But speaking of that guy that you just named, who I don't like to say mm-hmm. his name, getting indicted on the Ides of March. I what know, do you think about that? Crossed. What do you mean? It's like it's already been like a leak. But I, nothing. It's not. I, I don't. I personally don't think it's going to lead to anything. But anyway, I don't want to talk about it. I want to keep talking about the cruise. Okay. All right. Um, I know that seems strange. <laughs> but. It was. I really, just thought it was good news, but whatever. I mean, it's good news that they're. I you think don't believe in I think it's sweet that they're trying. You don't think you don't believe in consequence culture. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, his one. The one thing he is good at is wriggling out of uh, trouble. So was Alec Murdoch. He wasn't until well, he was asked. No, he, are you family annihilator? He he wasn't. He didn't. Once people discovered the trouble, he didn't wriggle out of it. <laughs> He was good at concealing trouble for a long time. All right. Yeah. So they redo like a lot of the stuff in the boat to make it Star Trek themed. Sure. Like they they, they make the elevator doors look like, you know, elevator the symbol. Like the doors on Star yeah. Trek. And okay. Well, not or just the... the symbol, but like they're they're it, it's sort of like you're on a starship. Oh, that's you know cute. I, mean? I like yeah, that. It's fun. It's okay, really fun. that's cute. And so there was a costume contest one night, and so uh, there's tons of people in you know, various costumes, not just Star Trek, but everything. And it was really fun to be in a bar and then look around and see <laughs> among the normal humans to see aliens and shit like that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very, there was something that was very heartwarming about it and, and really fun. You know? oh, well, and so, and you were on the boat for three nights. Yes, we were on there for three nights. Uh, we were on there for the at sea coming home part of the cruise. Okay. Um, so we were, we were on the ocean the whole, the whole time. And the last day you could really feel it. Like the boat was a rocking. Oh no. Wait, not come a knocking. Seriously? Yeah. Like stuff was falling off tables. No, 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 not like that. It was not triangle of sadness, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like, you could feel, you could feel movement a little bit. There was honest to God, like 
ship creaking, like that kind of noise. I suppose it's better that that happens on the final day than the first because you have like your it sea It happened legs. on the first day too. That's what we found out. Oh, uh, did people get seasick? I don't, I did not hear about people getting seasick, but it was a little like, I, I think for people who had never been on a boat before, um, were a little uh, concerned about well, it. Well, yeah, I but think I would be. Was fine, yeah. I don't but think I, I would see, like I like that. I like it. When we were on that whale watching boat. That, okay, that time, okay, we tried that whale watching, we didn't see any whales. I will say. We were in Iceland. That was the first time I've Bjork, ever. Our friend. Got, <laughs> we stayed at her place. <laughs> yeah, people are going to think you're for real. All right, so I like, I basically like, I don't always, I don't really get seasick that much, I guess, but mm. I've not spent a lot of time on the sea. Mm-hmm. So, but I got seasick on this boat. On the rough water. But it meant it didn't, you didn't throw up. No. What happened was, this is so weird. People were throwing up everywhere. Left it, and It was right. like Triangle of Sadness. Yes. That movie Triangle. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it like, then we went underneath. Because I was like, I don't think I want to see people throwing up on the freaking. We went below deck. Deck, yeah. you know, where they're just like rinsing it off with buckets of water or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then we go underneath. And I was like, I, I had this sensation where I was like nodding off like I had done heroin or something where I couldn't like I was like I was being like lulled into like a like a partial sleep or something. Mm -hmm. Remember? I was like having like a weird like 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 laid your head down on the table. Like I was like I don't I'm being like it was very strange. And then uh, this is also a thing you get with like action movies. No, that's the thing. And then, no, we can't talk about that because a lot of people wrote in and was like, were like, you need to see a neurologist immediately. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, sure. But I'm not, you know, like I have trouble just getting my yearly physical at this point. So, yeah. like, okay. So I will, I will. But, like, the action movies, oh, no, it does. It does, like, lull me. It does lull me into, like, a... But it was almost like a different, it was like a heavier, yeah. it was like a heavier, like, nodding off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know, like, and then you're like, do you want anything? And I was like, I, I guess, like, I got, you got me, like, a hot chocolate, and mm-hmm. it fixed it. Remember? <laughs> I was like, I don't feel right. I don't feel right. And then you got me the hot chocolate, and then I had the hot chocolate in it, like, the sugar or something, like, fixed mm-hmm. it. Is that like a seasick thing to, like, fall off, like, nod off? I've never heard that before. I've just heard of people getting sick. Of people throwing up, but I loved that that boat and that that little boat in that choppy water was. I so did much not fun like it was like so uncomfortable. Oh. Like like your whole body was like moving. Like my muscles were tense. Afterwards. I love those videos. I see. I follow some ocean account that you know it's a lot of undersea life. But every once in a while, they will show a video of a boat in just the craziest water. And it's, I love it so much. Well, let me ask you this, because I feel like in a way, like if you had like a like a ulterior life or, mm. or alternate life is mm. what I mean. An uh, al- al- alternate life or something like you could be on a boat because you do not have like a sensitive stomach. And I you... don't get motion sickness. It's true. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Mm. Please don't ask if I'm a family annihilator. Are you family annihilator? Shit. Yes, I am. <laughs> I swore I'd only Fun. tell the truth. <laughs> Fun. Fun. We have and fun. not. Okay. Yeah. So wait. So uh, I was doing the FAM. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Fancy and 
Mr. Fun. Okay. Okay. All right. I was going to say, would you, because I don't think I could, Mm -hmm. what I'm about to ask you, (laughs) would you go on a submarine? I think that I would. I think that I would. Okay. What? The, the the biggest what thing... What if that's how you died? The, what you if regret- anything is how I died? <laughs> but would you regret it when you were dying on the submarine? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah, I would, for sure. Or would you... If, be- <laughs> I, if, if they were like, well, this is it, boys. We're not going to make it back up to the top. I'd be like... I, I think wish you I would know this. because water would start leaking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, for sure. So you, I definitely the thought across my mind. I, I, if I hadn't gotten on the submarine, I bet I would still be alive. Okay, so you think you could go on the fucking submarine? Yeah. There's not a ton of submarine accidents that you hear about all the time. Because maybe some of them are being kept secret because like Russians are bombing them and they don't want to tell us <laughs> about acts of war. You think there's like two submarine deaths a day? I just don't think I would like it. Yeah. Well, you have a claustrophobia thing. I guess I do. I guess I do because of that one Twilight Zone where the person is buried in the coffin. The modern Twilight Zone. The Uh, modern one. Okay. Remember, she's in the prison and she's mean. And it's karma. That's right. Do you remember? This one scarred me for life a little mm. bit because I saw, I think I've talked about this on the, mm. I might just repeat, where she's, she's like mean. She's like a mean bitch in the prison. Is she, is, you, is she a prison guard? No, she's a prisoner. And she like, she bullies this like lowly prison worker mm-hmm. who takes the dead bodies out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's yeah. like, you're going to take me out. You're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do this. And like, she's like intimidating the, the lowly, you know, worker and like mm-hmm. messing with them. And and so the plan was she's going to crawl into the coffin with the next dead body. Right. And then she was going to come and dig her up and take her out. Right. And she, and spoiler alert, guys, but it's been like 40 years. I mean, it's the Twilight Zone. Okay. So, <laughs> so then she's in the coffin and she's like waiting and waiting to be, I don't think they were going to bury her. She's going to let her out before she got buried. That was the idea. Yeah, and so, like, so she's going to let her out before she got buried. So then she's, the dirt is, like, coming on, you know, and she's starting to suffocate and everything. And this is the craziest part of the whole thing. She's, like, screaming, like, let me out. No one can hear. And she's, like, you know, banging, banging, banging. And then she lights a match to see inside the coffin. Sure. And the person who is supposed to free her is the dead body. However, however... There's also a spider on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. So So the person who's going to free her. The person who worked at the prison. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she was like, that was her duty at the prison. But she died and they're like, oh, we'll just do the same thing with her. I don't remember the intricacies of the script. Okay, sorry. 
Well, who Sorry. am I? The ABC executive that's like, there's holes in this. You I'm have to, so I want another, I need to see another Put a spider in there. She should have a spider <laughs> on her face at the end. All right, we got to take a break. But wait, that. This episode of Stay of Homekins is sponsored by Lomi by Pila. I like that because it's like a, an album track, you know, like a single where it's like Lomi featuring Pila. Um, listen, we're trying to do better. All of us. Well, not all of us. That's the problem, I guess. <laughs> but us personally, we're trying to do better. And one of the things is composting, right? We've never been able to do it. We know people who do it. We've never done it. We couldn't figure it out. It's a lot. And then we throw away a lot of garbage. You got your you got your eggshells. You got your coffee grounds. You got your... Uh, sometimes we're throwing away a whole raw chicken just because we thought we were getting a live chicken uh, that's a whole i don't even want to get into that but read ads carefully when you're in the classifieds so it was felt making us feel very guilty it just felt very wasteful and felt there's got to be and i want to quote some late night commercials from my youth there has to be a better way and now there is and it's called lomi by pila lomi allows us to turn food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. Is it a button that says turn to dirt? No, but you can't have everything. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs, and it's really quiet. That's like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not smell when I run, and I'm really quiet. You don't smell when you run. How dare you? Thanks to Lomi, we have way less garbage each week. And since we got the Lomi, we throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane or methane, however you like to say it. Instead, we turn waste into nutrient-rich dirt. That's a f- I love the phrase nutrient-rich. There's something that's very um, satisfying and com- comforting. Rich. Something rich about Nutri- it. But nutrient-rich. The word rich is great. Also, like do you rich want, chocolate. Do you want your dirt to be, you know, like empty? Or do you want it to be rich? I don't want crappy dirt. I want nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my various plants. And they all have names, and they're none of your business. So it feels great that we're doing this. We're creating soil instead of waste. And we have a basically limitless supply of dirt for all of our garden needs. Right? It's not bad. It's really cool. Go get your loamy. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier... Lomi is perfect for you. I want you to do this. Head to Lomi.com slash Homekins and use the promo code Homekins to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to L-O-M-I.com slash Homekins and use promo code Homekins at checkout. Food waste, frankly, it's gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. Lomi, Lomi, Lomi. How you do that <laughs> trick. You guys, it's no secret. I uh, talk to a therapist. You know why? Because being a human is hard. And when you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down because being a person is difficult. You might feel overwhelmed like I do every day of my life or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. So working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. When you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on 
everything life throws at you. My personal experience with therapy has been something that has been so enriching and empowering that I hope that everyone else can like seek and explore ways of taking care of and paying attention to their mental health. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, or you've been curious about therapy, or you're having a hard time and you need to talk to someone, please know that there are people out there for you. Therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash homekins. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash homekins. And you can get 10% off your first month. I still see a therapist through telehealth. Because the pandemic made everything online. So uh, I guess this is how people are doing it now. So if you want to check out BetterHelp, please go to BetterHelp.com slash Humpkins for your special promo. Thanks. Green Chef. This episode is sponsored by Green Chef. Hello. What's Green Chef? I'm glad you asked. It's a CCOF certified meal kit company. Uh, you probably figured that out. And Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Wink, wink. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you just look at eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Again, wink, wink. Let's talk about variety and customization. They have expanded their menu. Now you can choose from 30-plus recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. For example, ordering vegan one day, keto the next. You can do that. You get everything you need at Green Market, the one-stop shop for quick breakfasts, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, and more you can easily add on to your weekly order. Craving more servings of a favorite recipe, I ask you? Now you can double the portions in your weekly order with just one click, I respond. And Green Chef is offering more customizations than ever before. In addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon for USDA-certified organic ground beef, USDA-certified organic chicken, and wild-caught sockeye salmon, now you can also add chicken or fish to select vegan and veggie recipes each week for an added protein boost. And they're now offering 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes... That's what I used to have at a bad job. <laughs> Each week's menu includes two convenient, low-prep, and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. No cooking required. Perfect for when you're on the go or you're pressed for time at the office. Eat well at lunchtime, too. And like I said, Green Chef is sustainable. Their recipes offer premium protein, seasonal organic produce, and sustainably sourced seafood. Expand your palate with unique farm-fresh ingredients like figs, dates, and artichokes. So exotic. Raise your food standards in 2023 and reap the flavor benefits! Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Noise. 100% of their seafood meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch Rankings. I remember attending that council of certified best choice or good alternative. With Green Chef, 
you're reducing your food waste by up to 38% versus grocery shopping. I mean, come on. There's options for every lifestyle. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle. Keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free. As the only keto meal kit, Green Chef makes sticking to a carb-conscious lifestyle easy. So listen, what are you going to do now? You're going to ask me for my personal experience? It's been great. I love Green Chef. Not a single recipe have I not liked. It's good. So go to greenchef.com slash homekins60, like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and use code homekins60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash homekins60, and use the code homekins60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, it's the number one meal kit for eating well. We thank you, Green Chef, for sponsoring this episode of this podcast. Thank you, Green Chef. Man, now what? I don't know. Wait, what were we talking about? Do you want to tell everyone that we're having a moment? (laughs) We were having a a business discussion. We were having a little bit of a moment. Yes, but this happens. But it happened off mic. It's true. Now we're just talking about it off. Well, do you, I mean, I guess because, like, you were like, now what? So I figured I would explain. Yes, because we didn't know. <laughs> that we just had, like, a little moment. Uh, we had, like, a little moment. We had a little moment. Should we stay business partners or should we sever this relationship? You, because every once in a while we have a little moment? This is a pretty successful business if that's what's going on. I don't know. Like, how do married couples who work together do it? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, we're one of them, and I think well, we're and our doing like, okay. and our 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 um our swag, our our merch couple, Dan and Hillary at yeah. Kinship Goods. They're the married couple that work together. It's true, but we're not going to ask them. Hey, how often do you guys have a fight? What? Who other? <laughs> like, what other married couples who work together do we know? Obviously, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I saw something. If you don't know, do you think that we're just like them? Melissa McCarthy. They probably live in a house as just as as large as our same size. Same size. Absolutely. Like they live in an eleven hundred eleven hundred square foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amount of space. (laughs) You can see their entire house from the kitchen. Uh, (laughs) So Melissa McCarthy's husband is named Ben Falcone. He was also an actor. Uh, I think he's primarily a writer now, and they do stuff. They produce stuff together. Do they meet in like? They, I know she was like in the ground lane, like fam- famously must, in the ground lane. Yes, I think they must have known each other for that long. But she always, so he will always turn up in anything that she's a part of. Yeah, He'll always that's have right. like a little cameo in there. That's right. And I think it was even, I saw like a print ad and he was in the background. No way. <laughs> I swear to God. I, don't, I swear to God. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't hate it. No, I mean, look. I mean, On she's the clearly hand, the big famous person in the in the yes. couplehood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's difficult when one person in the couple, like if they're both like mm. going after certain artistic goals, yes. if one person. But on the other hand, like, does it not also like, is it better to have separate or I don't know? Like, what well, do you? Well, here's the thing, especially as performers, we look at it 
and we say, oh, she just sticks her husband in the thing. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> like, wouldn't you do that? Sure. You know what I mean? It's not like he's taking a leading role away from someone. I mean, like Judd Apatow made a whole movie for his wife. Very true. At least one. Yes. And then, like, other one. I mean, like, other couples. I don't know. Like, like. Yeah, it's not unheard of. But it's still, I think we're conditioned to say, oh, that's nepotism. That's bad. But it's like. Well, like, Anne Bancroft was married to. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah. And they did stuff together. They did. Not a ton of stuff, though, honestly. But they also had different kind of career trajectories. She was more of a dramatic actress. True. You know. That's how I see myself. <laughs> like, if we're the Anne Bancroft Mel Brooks, I'm definitely more the Anne Bancroft. I think that makes sense. Like, okay, a lot of times people, like, say we have a certain, or at least meet, like, a Gracie and Allen situation going. Burns and Allen. <laughs> <laughs> George and Gracie yeah. or Burns and Allen. Well, I get re- I get compared to Gracie Allen a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. I guess like that's like her like a specific type of humor or specific type of essence or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did okay. Oh, they did fine. I think they worked together until she died. Aww. Yeah. That's sweet. And then he lived for another 75 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> did he ever remarry? I don't I don't know that he ever did. That's a good question. I don't know. And he did he live to be 99? I don't think was he made his it to whole, Like, what was his whole comedy situation? Well, they were a team. And so he would be the straight man and she would be the funny one. Oh, really? Yeah. Why can't we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not fucking 1931. <laughs> and then they were together long enough that by the time she died, his comedy was about, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to make my comedy about. Do you think? It's, look, if you get old, you got to do it. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, but also, like, I think people should talk about getting old. Because I feel like there's a lot of taboo around it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think a hard thing, a challenging thing, because I think about this a lot as I get older and I'm Uh, in comedy. Yeah. Is making it so that everyone can enjoy it and you're not just talking to other old people. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do I make my journey into, like, I'm 54, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just you're like middle you're you're middle aged middle aged and I'm got uh, you know hopefully uh, the plan is to continue to get older. It sucks that I'm so much younger than you because it is like (laughs) it's hard for me to like understand. But anyway, I mean here we are. We're already looking at caskets for me, and I know know. it's like well, I guess like maybe (laughs) if, if like I wonder if it's cheaper for me to get like a forest lawn. Spot next to you now instead of later or whatever. Well, you might remarry and then, mm. you know, your 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 second husband would find that rude. I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, but, so yes, yeah, so and now that you're 54, talk. Tell me about yeah, it. Well, tell it's me about like this, it's like this 50s thing. What is this 50s ma- thing? <laughs> Making that because there is it is obviously it's it's an experience that I'm having. It's on my mind a lot. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Because you are, you You're do become it. aware of it. You're you living do it. become aware of it. Like it is, it is. You do cross a threshold where you're like, "This is strange." 
Like I'm I'm this age now that when I was younger seemed so old to me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like an elderly person. But it was an unfathomable age mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Uh huh. And even in my twenties, you know, because you're in your twenties, you're still living. Your days are still very long. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're everything is stretched out before you in a way that seems infinite. Yeah. Like my 20s, like I feel like I would just like decide to do things like maybe at 10 o'clock at night even. Yeah. Like now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, have fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody plans an 8 o'clock dinner and it's like, really? What are we in France? <laughs> um, but I think that that's as it should be, though. You know what I mean? It should be that young people, when you're young, you should look at the world that way. You should, like, you should be embracing life in that way. Like, you should feel, I'm going to live forever. Like, when I was in my 20s, like, I moved to New York City in my 20s, which is, like, a good time to do the New York, like, poor poor thing. Like, you're like, oh, I had to work all these jobs just to pay and, like, audition and try to break in or whatever. Yeah. Um, There was a terrorist attack when i lived there so that was not a good time that was sort of challenging like in a ptsd situation like are you a family mr bin laden are you a are you a city a world annihilator (laughs) are you world annihilator are you world annihilator did i did i (laughs) all right we're not gonna no it was like I have to say, I know I'm going back to the trial again. <laughs> I, I like I've made friends on the internet through the tw- through the trial because people were tweeting about this, and we were all like talking to each other throughout the trial. And then some people have like stayed. They've just like one guy like quit his job and has decided to do like trial commentary for his his livelihood. But I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I like, is this the first trial like you ever saw? Like a YouTube channel. Like, this is what trials are like. <laughs> I don't know, but like, and then this other, this other gal, she like, she helped win the case because mm-hmm. she's really into spreadsheets. And then, and she like, to, she took it upon herself to make these special spreadsheets Oh, are you looking? Because there's like, oh, I forgot to tell you that um, our neighbor Julie earlier texted and asked if they could park the Oscar Mile Wienermobile in our driveway. I'm so mad. And I okay. said yes. Our, our friend Julie said yes. used to work on the Oscar Meyer Wienermobile. Yeah. And she's told us many stories from those days. And she still is like connected to the organization. Like, it's, I think it's one of those things that once, once you're, in, you're in, you're always in. Once you become. You know, a part of the fraternity sorority that is the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile yes. driver, I guess. You're in for life. So she was like, Oh, do you want to come see the Wiener Mobile? And I couldn't because I was reading a script. I had to, because I have to read the, because of audition. And I was right, taking right. a goddamn nap. And I was like, a three I can't. hour podcast earlier. And then I was like, Well, do they, because our driveway is open, because I'm parked on the street for some reason. <laughs> And I was like, they can park in our driveway. And she was like, well, we'll see how the street goes. Because if there wasn't, like, I guess, like, three consecutive empty parallel spots on the street, they would need somewhere to park it. And I was like, they can park in the driveway. And then we had this plan that they were going to park the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in the driveway. 
and that I wasn't going to say anything to you, and then you were just going to see it out the window, and that you were going to be like, is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in our driveway? And I was going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, I was going to gaslight you. like, and then, But then I guess there were, like, three consecutive empty parallel spots um, in front of our house because they did not park the yeah, Wienermobile. Yeah, this thing is big, and Julie sent us a picture of it, and it's... Oh, she just did? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so mad that they didn't pull it in our empty driveway. because We can barely fit our cars in that driveway. No, but the front, the apron of the driveway is open because I parked on the street. The apron, absolutely. I parked on, Paul and I parked tandem, y'all. We parked tandem, y'all. We parked tandem, and it's fine. So sometimes you got to move the car for somebody else. That's just the way it is. We parked tandem, but we have a set of one another's keys. But here's when it becomes a pain in the ass, is if there aren't any street spots and like the other, like say I have to be somewhere at six thirty in the morning, yeah. And Paul, I don't want to wake up Paul, and he's parked on the outside because we forgot to arrange our cars the night before. Yes, kind of a thing. Yes. And so if I can't pull out his car and park it somewhere on the street in order to flip the cars around, it's a pain in the ass. So we try to like plan in advance. That's just our little thing that we have to deal with that's really not your problem. The secret to marriage it's is It's really not your problem, but this it's is just something. It's almost like a little ropes course for our marriage. I wish we could make it your problem. Listeners, honestly, I wish we could make it your problem. I, I mean, I feel like we're blessed in Los Angeles to have off-street parking, mm-hmm. you know? It's very true. It's not covered parking. I had covered parking when I lived on uh. Beachwood. I fucking loved having covered, covered parking. parking. Covered parking is the tricky, shit. That was a tricky parking garage, though. Yeah, but I drove a Mini Cooper, and it was not that. It wasn't. It was a little tricky. That's it was true. a little tricky. Tight angles. Tight angles. Um, but look, we are we are blessed. We're not too blessed to be stressed. Mm-hmm. I would love to get to that point. No, because also like our driveway is narrow, and we can't have wide cars. Well, we call it Roma. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, Roma. Yeah, yeah. Remember the movie Roma, y'all? When you try to back your car in to a very narrow driveway Ooh. without scraping the sides. Speaking of Roma. Yeah. Speaking of Roma. Oh, and there's dog shit all over the place. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, Sunday is our very uh, big celebration of Hollywood known as the Academy Awards. That's right. This is a sacred time in Los Angeles, and... Uh, I'm going to a house party. Respecting our culture. I'm going to a house party. By the way, the last house party we went to before COVID lockdowns back in the 2020 days Mm -hmm. was this very same house party. That's right. And I was like, I'm going to win this fucking Oscar pool. Like, I was like, I was determined to win it. I never win. I went on on the blogs. I went Mm -hmm. on the blogs. And I followed a blog that was, like, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I did a straight ticket. I did, like, I bought my $5 sheet, parlay card or whatever. Yeah. And I did a straight ticket on the blog. And I have to say, I was down. I, it was, like, between me and this other dude. Mm-hmm. And this other dude won it. And that was fine. I felt you were close. it was an honor just to be nominated. 
Listen, I'm voting a straight Fableman's ticket this year. Uh, I'm a single issue voter, and that issue is the Fableman's. I think everything, everywhere, all at once will get the most. Yeah. There's potential for it to get the most. Can I say? I'm listening. Let's talk about it. The absolute balls to call that family the Fableman's. Because when it's Tony, about storytelling. I I liked it because it's no. Tony Kushner and he's like one of our treasured yeah, writers. Yeah, yeah. But the Fablemans, come on. Come on. The Fablemans. I get it. I mean, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Here's the thing. Mm. I did not dislike the fa- the movie. Awesome. I liked the movie. There were parts of it that I liked a little better than others. Like, yeah. like the final scene to me was oh uh, so good. But I, that movie to me was like one of those things where I, so I knew what it was about, right? Yeah. And then it was exactly what I expected. I did not know there was as much family drama. I mean, some of the family drama was surprising. I didn't know about some of the details of it, but ultimately the feel and the trajectory of it of it was like, yes, this is what I assumed it would be. My whole thing with it is that like I I needed oh my god, cuckoo, cuckoo already. Back. Already? Oh my god. This has been a this has been a real <laughs> this has been a real night. Um <laughs> Like, my whole thing with the Fablemans was that, like, in order for me to forgive the mom, I needed to go through a little more. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because, you know, I don't know. Like, he he was, I just felt like it was, um, it, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these these are, like, I'm getting nitpicky only because it's Steven Spielberg and he's, like, I guess, like, one of our treasured directors. But, like, I just felt like he was, like, it was, uh, there was a lack of vulnerability. In in That's interesting, because I think he was, I got the sense that he was trying very hard to be vulnerable. Uh-huh. And reconcile these things about his parents the and fla- their lives. Our flawed parents. Yes. Our flawed parents. The faults in our stars, et cetera. Um... Wait, that's what that means? Fault in our stars means like our flawed parents? No. I'm oh. just saying that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's from Shakespeare, right? Fault in our stars? Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sure it is. Sure. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing about um, just in general, my feelings about the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think, and maybe it's always been this. And I just, now that I have lived in Hollywood and and we have the internet and we know more, Mm -hmm. I think it has veered away from being a celebration of the movies Mm -hmm. into, like, kind of, um, like, a horse race, like a blatant sort of commercial... For... Oh, absolutely. It's been that way for a while. I mean, I was remembering today that um, the Oscars used to be a private event. It was not always like a public event. 
What do you mean? It like, was it wasn't even on television? No. No, was, but, like, as far as I can remember, it's been on television. Well, as far as we can remember, yes. Oh, but oh, it, they've been oh. doing it since the late 20s or oh, something. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you and mean. And it used to be just like a, a you know, Hollywood would, in-house kind of thing yes. of, like, you know, let's, we're going to congratulate the people. We're yes. all in the same business. Yeah, it's like a convention. Yes, we're going to hand out awards for who we think was great this year or whatever. And then it became, you know... Especially when TV entered the picture, right? It was like we have to make this a commercial for the movies, um, which it, which always which it. I mean, I think that from the beginning be... when they would have a best picture award, they would of course publicize the movie with that, you know, winner of best picture, you know, whatever. And then as it as it gained more significance, it and both on TV, it was like, all right, we're just going to make this a. But it's always weird because we're going to make it a commercial for the movies. But we're not necessarily going to reward the most popular movies. Okay, here's what I think the Oscars need to uh, fold into their sort of culture or whatever. If it's a celebration of the movies, mm-hmm. of the year of in movies, mm-hmm. there should be an acknowledgement. You know how there has like there'll be like a montage of like people who died. Yes, they should do a montage of like a bunch of movies that were not. Even contenders. Well, that's what they did. Was it last year or the year before where they was like, here's the people's choice. And then there would be like these weird moments that they wouldn't even introduce. There would just be like a Chiron on the screen, like, um, you know, most exciting moments or whatever. And then it would be something from the Justice League. I don't remember that. Because it like it, it happened like you weren't paying attention. It was just like another montage. It wasn't like somebody like a famous person came out and said, you know, we've all enjoyed these Marvel stories this year, all right. these exciting That's things. That's what they should do. Like, yeah. Because, like, there was a big snub. Like, Woman King was snubbed. Yeah. Which was, like, an incredible movie. Yeah. And, um, like, they should talk about, like, listen, we, like, this is a celebration of all of the movies of this year. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's all this, like, negative crap. Like, they were mad at some woman who did a campaign for her movie or something. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm so much more into TV than movies. So this is like hard for me to even follow yeah, I know. the movie stuff. Same, yeah. But like I I guess someone did a campaign and like broke some rules and they and and it was like <laughs> they shamed her and it was like an un, like an underknown like a lesser known actress mm-hmm. that you know what I'm talking about? The two, no, I haven't two, heard this. The two Leslie movie, the woman's performance. The what? Two Leslie or something or I've never heard of this. I have no idea. Yeah, there's I've like not been some... following. I've not been following. Okay. Well, anyway, it's like there's all these like weird rules instead so it's like to me that's like a has a chilling effect on celebrating movies. Yeah. Rather than just being like, listen, only like five people get to be up here, but like there've been like all these incredible performances yeah. and yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. I don't know. I think it's a stupid. I, I think they don't do it in a way that the that their mission statement is all over the map. That's yeah, well, that's what is. I think because their mission statement is just like this self congratulatory, like kiss the ring kind of thing, as opposed to being like this is a creative well, pursuit. They're trying to have it. They're trying to have it every which way. You know, they're trying to have it be a prestige thing where it's we're rewarding high art. Blah blah blah. But then they also want it to be like, yeah, go see these Marvel movies. Keep keep going and spending your money at the movies. Don't watch it on TV, you know, all that shit. But then they have this thing where it's like 
they'll have a Netflix movie that plays a week in a theater. So that qualifies. It's like, well, why does a week in a theater, why is that the qualification to be a contender for best picture? Right. It's like, if this is about the movies, make that Any movie. Any movie can be best picture. That movie has to go out there. It has to get booked in a theater and it stays there until people stop seeing it. Until people say, so if that's at the end of a week, they stop seeing it and it gets yanked. Okay. But it can't be like you. I feel like if you're going to be a movie, you have to take your chances just like everything else. You can't just like put it in one theater, literally one theater for a right. week. Like that's, say, a that's, a, that's a movie. Yeah. But like, but the way we watch movies is changing though. So like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. But like, well, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Is it a celebration of movies in the theater or is it not? Nobody saw The Irishman in a theater. You know what I mean? Nobody was like get booking a sitter so they could go <laughs> see The Fucking Irishman. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I've, yeah. Okay, so this is crazy, but I think on my, like, parlay card, my $5 parlay card on Sunday. What is this word parlay? Where, is this, where does this enter into it? Oh, you never did the parlay cards? I used to like gamble in college and I'd buy a fi- I'd buy a parlay card. <laughs> you okay, you're The parlay repeating it is not making you You buy a parlay card from the bookie and then What you- <laughs> is a parlay card? I've never heard this term before. It's like before. you make your picks for the wins. You make your picks When they on hand the you that mimi that Xerox sheet, that printed out sheet. <laughs> yes. I can't I went through so much technology. Mimeograph Xerox. Uh, print it out. <laughs> They hand you the printed out PDF. Okay, there's got to be. A, the I have to say, like, there better be an app this year. If there's not an right? app for your Oscar, Oscar party, pools waste so much paper. Your it's Oscar a crime. pool. If you're not like doing an it's Oscar pool crime. app, if you're not doing a paper and you're free, Venmoing it and you're putting it in the app, and yes. then whoever wins, like, yes, um, Woman uh, King. Yes. <laughs> yes, Woman King. Yes. Okay, my whole thing is like, okay, so I think I'm picking Mission Impossible Best Picture. I think it's going to win. I'm just saying that on this podcast right now. I think Mission Impossible, not Mission Impossible. I keep saying the wrong movie. Top Gun Maverick? Have I ever said Top Gun Maverick not as Mission Impossible before I corrected myself and said Top Gun Maverick? That's a good question, and I don't have the answer to that. I would say I don't say remember you no. making that, that swap before. But you feel what like are you you're talking about? Lot? Every single time you say to me, "Do you mean Top Gun Maverick?" <laughs> I don't remember this. I honestly don't remember this. I literally cannot say Top Gun Maverick without saying Mission Impossible first. Something is hey, wrong. Some people are like that. Something is All wrong. All right, I have to say, my okay. I'm doing this unemotionally. Hmm. This is not my best picture pick. This is my Oscar pool best your picture. Pick yes, I think Mission Impossible. Fuck, I did. <laughs> okay, now the neurologist people are right. <laughs> I can't make it come out of my mouth as Top Gun Maverick <laughs> because of the M. Why did they put the M in this? Why couldn't they just mm, have called it Top Gun Two? Top Gun Tom Cruise. No, Top Gun 2. Top Gun, Top Gun The Return, or Top Gun... The story continues. The story continues. Or Top Gun, remember, Goose died. Top Gun... Top Gun again. That's what I would call it. Topper gun. Topist gun. Top guns. Top guns. You know what? (laughs) Top guns actually would have been a good name. 
That actually would have been a good name. Top Guns would have been a good name. Okay, Top Gun Maverick, best pick. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Director, best director. Okay. Mm. Because it's dudes. Yeah, the Daniels, yes. You knew it was the Daniels? Yeah. They're like brothers, right? No, they are not. <laughs> they're brothers. They're both named Daniel. Wait, their last name isn't Daniel? No, their first names <laughs> are both Daniel. That's what they call them, the Daniels. <laughs> they're not even the same race. <laughs> How do you know what they look like? I've seen pictures of them. Okay, what? I'm not Google imaging. Yeah, that's how I found it. I Google image searched the Daniels. I need to know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. I had an idea. Okay. You, you, you'll it's tell me off it. mic? I guess I could say it on mic, but I've already acknowledged it was a bad idea in my mind. Break into the Academy and steal an Oscar? <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Actually, that's our using really... the Wienermobile. <laughs> that's a movie. Actually, that is a really good idea. Just because has the Oscar it's a good Wienermobile idea. ever appeared in a movie? Well, I don't think I would use the Wienermobile to steal an Oscar because it's so fucking uh, conspicuous. That's why you'd never suspect it. Mm. And you could put an Oscar in a hot dog bun and cover it with <laughs> mustard ketchup. Nobody has any idea. Okay, my bad idea was like just a, f- a female only Oscar night. No, sure. Dudes. Why not? Who cares? I was just saying because I would find it more pleasant to watch mm-hmm. personally if yeah. all of the men stayed away. Is yeah. that? I, I'm on board. I mean, why don't they do because the, they do the Independent Spirit Awards? They do these other awards programs that are honoring the same movies, you know. But then other like they're not the same people that will win necessarily. No, they're not. You know what I mean? So why not have why not have them a male only Oscars and a female only Oscars? Well, I mean, at, <laughs> at, like it's almost a male only Oscars. Anyway. It's true, yeah. yeah so yeah. my whole thing is like just do a separate show. Yeah. Where it's they just... They had to create the other categories. Actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. Yeah. Because otherwise it would just be some dude that won Yeah. every time. Yeah. We like the same dude every year. Yeah. Until he retired. Yeah. And that dude's name? Bradley Cooper. I mean, I'm okay with that because Bradley Cooper, like he hasn't done anything. Did he win? For Star is Born? I can't remember anymore. No. I, I used to always know who no, won what. No, I don't think he did. I don't think so, Was right? he, like, nominated? I think he was. Should I look it up real quick? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about... This is why I think the whole horse race thing has come into play. Is that if you be if you win an Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. I think that automatically triggers a higher pay... Right. For, like, your next job. Don't you? All right. Is that here, why it's so valuable? Here are his... Does it sound dumb that I don't know? That you don't know what? Why people want to win the Oscar. 
Well, I think I if you win Because it, it triggers a higher pay scale. Exactly, yes. Like automatically. Exactly. Like yes. all of a sudden you're making so yes, much yes, yes. more money because for like now they can say Oscar winner, blah 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 in their trailers. Yes. It absolutely like does. you become like what's known as like a bankable name. Yeah. Right? Okay, here are some of his nominations. They're not in chronological order, which is very weird. Mm-mm. Um, I don't like that for him. 2013, he was nominated for Best Kiss uh, at the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> for what? Silver Linings Playbook. There was a kiss in that one? You don't okay. remember the iconic kiss from Silver Linings No, Playbook? I really a, don't. A movie that the MTV generation loves. <laughs> I That movie was a little forgettable. Like, it was kind of like, it was kind of entertaining, I guess. He got a, go- a Grammy uh, nomination for Shallow. Oh, uh, that's cute. Born. I think that's cute. What was the category? Sorry. What was the category? Song? He wrote that song? Well, he performed it. It doesn't say... Where is it? Grammy Award for Best Pop Duo Group Performance. He got nominated for that movie that I don't... I didn't stay awake for last year, which was like about a circus or something, or... He was like a circus. Oh, um, Nightmare Alley, yeah. Oh, you read that book. You actually liked that movie quite a bit. No, I didn't actually. Oh, because, I thought you because did. Because I'd read the book too recently. And I feel like I read the book too close to when the movie came out. Uh-huh. And I feel like if I had read it a while ago and saw the movie, I would have appreciated the adaptation. More. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But all the details from the book, because it's a, it's a sprawling book. Oh, And all the is. details from the book were still too fresh in my mind. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it And the book was more. good? Yeah, the, the book, book is wild. Yeah, you liked yeah, the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I did like the book. Okay, um, and look, I love Guillermo del Toro, and I think he did a good job. But it is like, it's a it's a tough book to adapt. I would say. Right. Um, trying to see where's Academy Awards. No, I don't I think he he's, he's not one. He's not one. You think he was nominated for Star Is Born? Yeah. Why is that so crazy? Uh. Wasn't Lady Gaga nominated <laughs> for that? Wait, she was? She wasn't nominated for Gucci? I thought she was nominated. He was nominated for Best Actor for A Star is Born. Okay, by the oh, by. Oh, for Gucci. That's right. Okay, by the by. By the by. So we went and saw that movie. It was me and you and Scott and Kulap. This was yeah. before lockdown, whenever that movie came out. That's right. 2019, I guess. The end of 2019, maybe. Am I right? Yes. Are we getting close? We went to see we went to see it at the ArcLight, and for some reason you had to you had to go to the bathroom or something, or you forgot your ticket or something, or no, I was arriving late. You're coming from I was coming else. from something else. You're coming from something else, and we had the tickets on our phone. Yes, maybe. Yes. And so the three of us went in, and we started. I had a ticket. You sent me the ticket. It was because the movie oh. had already started. And we were, went to Arclight. Yes. We were at Arclight, which they don't, like, they're very strict at Arclight. You have assigned seating and all of this stuff, which is why it was, like, such a great place to see a movie because yes. they do have, like, kind of strict rules. State-of-the-art theater. So me and Scott and Kulop go in, and we sit down, and there's, like, an empty seat between me and Kulop and Scott. And we're, like, waiting which for... Which I appreciate. That's and, very respectful. And then, well, because that was going to be, like, your seat. And then, and then like, the movie starts... And then we're like watching, and then at some point in the middle of this long movie, it becomes very apparent that you're not showing up for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're just not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I don't know what's going on. I could be dead. Who cares? I don't know. But then, like, <laughs> at, and then in the middle of the movie, I, like, scooted into your empty seat and we, like, grabbed Cool Ops hand and then we started like crying <laughs> like because like, <laughs> we were like oh my god oh my god because like the movie is like romantic and stuff and like oh and like god. so i was like well my date didn't show up so i guess i'm like <laughs> this is stuck with cool my main concern is still this movie <laughs> it's still this movie did anybody check their phones because i texted you guys <laughs> yeah i think i like jesus I please I tell me that you knew <laughs> yeah you didn't just forget no of course i checked but like as arc lights you got to keep it on the dl and then and then like after i was like and we're like <laughs> and then we, and then i was like i guess we should go get something to eat but like <laughs> Like, should we tell Paul to come meet us or whatever? And then, and then we came out, and then uh, we were like, okay, we're going to this place. And we texted you, and we're like, we're going to the restaurant, come meet us. Mm-hmm. And then you came in and met us. And then the four yeah. of us had dinner after yes, the which movie. Was very nice. you which, about the which was like, and then about we the like, movie. yeah, and then we were like, and then this happened, yeah, and then yeah. this happened, and then this happened. I felt like you missed the movie. Yeah. What happened was, I yeah. got there. It, the movie had started. I don't think it was 20 minutes into the movie. I think the movie had just started. So the trailers had just ended. The movie had started. But I think that's fucked up. They wouldn't let you in. Because what the if guy, you... I argued with the guy. Because you're like, like, what if you went to the bathroom? You know yeah, I said, my friends are in there. You know, I'm meeting people in there. You know, I have a ticket. And he said, it's not fair to the other patrons. But what if you were in there and you went to the bathroom and then went back in? Yeah, what? that's fair. That's fine. See, that's why I thought I think it was like a little hard ass. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's like, well, I'm I'm gonna go in there like blowing a trumpet. Let me in the fucking movie. Like that guy really like he he really thought this great cinema, A Star Is Born, was going to be ruined <laughs> by me walking in and taking my so seat. You're in the assigned theater. seat. Yeah, you're fucking assigned. I know exactly seat. where I'm going. By the way, it's there's... written down. There's three of us in four seats. There's an empty seat in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, like, I don't understand. Like, if I had gone to the bathroom, yeah. was he not going to let me back in? Yeah. Could you imagine somebody <laughs> walking out of that movie and saying, I watched the entire thing, but I would like my money back? Because in a very climactic scene in the first two minutes of the film... <laughs> I do think that was so. A man fucked briefly up. obscured my view for one second. Like Karens didn't exist yet because this was 2019. But I feel like you should, like you should have gone Karen. Now you know that Karens did exist. Well, there but was. But we didn't a- have a name for them. We didn't have a term. For- we white people did not have a term for them. Wait. So they said there was. There were people calling him Karens in 2019. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, so it was only during lockdowns that we've all adopted Karen to mean the same thing? We've all agreed collectively as a society? Well, like Which, every, by the by, I feel bad for people named Karen. It's like every term that black people come up with, we then take it as our own um, and act like we've always said that. Um, oh, I didn't know. I thought it, I thought it was like born during the thing. No, no, no. It started in the black community before we became aware of it during that time. Oh. It's like, whoa. Yeah, I guess I just didn't know Karen was a thing. I feel like I'd seen like some like Gen Z people use 
similar things online that weren't Karen, like, okay, Carol or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I it think was like I, the way, like, jokey, like, it wasn't like, oh, they went full Karen. Like, yeah. the thing of, like, going full Karen to me was like a I, mask thing I could to be, me. I could be wrong. No. But I believe that. No. <laughs> oh, shit. You had to go for it. I did. You had to go for it. Sorry. I'm just saying, to me, like, the, I thought the Karen thing happened over masking. People who went into Targets and got mad at people wearing masks. So I thought it was a COVID thing. But you're saying no. Oh, I mean, I was, but. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, ten- the tenor has changed. The tenor has changed. I think that's when you we could be all, wrong. You could be wrong, but I think that's when we all became aware of it, of a term that had been used by a certain group, and then people took it and ran with about it. As a ma- often about happens. a meltdown. About a, I would like to speak to the manager yes, exactly. about being forced to work. See, yes, I, yes, but yes. I guess I just thought it was like this. Remember when those videos were going around during COVID where people were like, I, uh, I don't want to wear masks. Maybe they went into grocery I, stores. I, I'm not saying I don't know what you're talking about because I do know what you're talking about. I'm saying it predated. I think, I think that it predated that. I could be wrong. Can I just make a comment about the people that went into this grocery is a stores? <laughs> and you're going to really hit Can, me with I have more a question. of a, que- Excuse comment me. a question. Excuse me, I have a question. Excuse me, I have a question. Okay, when people went into grocery stores mm-hmm. during COVID and there were these videos, <laughs> the videos going around online mm-hmm. where people went into grocery stores without a mask. Right. And they were like losing their fucking, like, Marbles. Yeah. Over, like, wearing a mask. Yes. They went in there looking for a fight. That is insane to me. Do you know what my favorite was? Insane to me. This was my favorite. (laughs) Okay. Is when people would organize these little marches. There'd be like four or five of them. Oh, they go to the mall? they go through a Target or something? The mall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought that they were making everybody else look ridiculous. <laughs> it's astonishing. Okay, but what? Okay, like, okay, on the one hand, on the one hand, there's like a tiny part of myself that there's like a tiny part of myself that's like they're having like a mental health situation. Mm. Like I'm like because very generous. Well, but I'm saying, but the only reason there's this weird part of myself that thinks that, or like when I watch it, but then I'm like, then I come to my senses and I'm like, oh, they're fucking psycho, dickwads or whatever. But like, yeah, they're assholes. But like the only reason, like, like my initial reaction to that is because when I go to the grocery store, I don't see other people acting like that. That's to me like right. like like so my disconnect. So right. there's like a weird like s- disconnect yeah. when I'm seeing a video of someone doing that. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like one of my biggest fears is like being on an airplane <laughs> mm-hmm. and have and like seeing like a freak out. Do you know what? I I will say that because we live where we live, we're less likely to see somebody have a freak out in a store like that. 
right? But on a plane, but on a plane, on a plane, you could. So many planes, you could. I can't believe so I haven't witnessed so a freak much. Out like could that. witness a freak yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and then and then I'm like, but also, then another part of me is like, it's not a mental health thing. I think it's like a drug thing. Because I think a lot of people take drugs that we don't know about. A lot of people do take drugs that we don't know about. But those people were just being assholes. But, like, I saw a drug. I saw a video online just recently. Oh, no, not the fried egg one. (laughs) But I was like, oh, I think that woman is, like, she's going through, like, She doesn't seem in her right mind. Well, like, like I think the reason she was freaking out is because she was, like, going through, like, a physical detox where she had to have the drug. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I don't know the details of that video, and it might be a different situation than what we're talking about. Well, no, I just am saying, like, are there just, like, so many people out there that might be, like, going through, like, a physical detox? I mean, yes and no. (laughs) Like, yes, there are, but, I mean, we're talking about a specific type of thing that I don't think is people going through physical detox. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever felt close to having a public meltdown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things can be frustrating. And when, especially if you're having a bad day, Mm -hmm. and you're like, I need one thing to go right, Mm -hmm. and it's not going right. Mm Mm-hmm. The 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 feeling of a meltdown coming on mm-hmm. is very strong. But are you? But can't you just say like I'm having like a really bad day? This is which not I, about you. This I is about done. me. And I've I've absolutely done that. I've absolutely done this. I've like been frustrated a with the situation. If I've been frustrated with the situation, yeah, because I've been like a retail person. You know what I mean? Like I've been on the other side of that counter. So I know what it's like. I've mm-hmm. dealt with people who are being assholes, like I was being in that moment. And honestly, the amount of times that somebody said to me, uh, you know, I'm having a bad day. This is not your fault. Right. I could count on one hand. And it means the world. It's it means like, everything. It defuses a fucking situation. Well, it's, a, it's like. Where you're like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm just like having a hard time. I needed this thing, whatever. I know you're just doing your job. Like that's, that means the world when somebody says a thing like that. There is somewhere out there. Okay, Fivel. <laughs> oh! Oh! I fucking got your ass. I don't know what it means. Payback's a bitch! I don't even know what I mean. You don't know the song that Fivel sings in an American mouse tail or whatever the fuck it's called? Is it somewhere, somewhere out, out there. there? Jeffrey Osborne, baby. Oh, it's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I was just going to say somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. Fivel wise. There is somewhere out there. What? Five old wise. Five old. <laughs> that's the that's the short. That's the <laughs> that's title. The shortcut for somewhere out there. Ti- five old wise. Five old wise. All you have to say is five old wise. That's yeah. the title of this episode. Five old wise. Okay. I agree. Okay, somewhere out there. So somewhere out there is a recording of me. Five old wise. There's a recording of you. Five old wise. There's a recording of me losing my shit. To a Bank of America customer service representative <laughs> on a phone call that may be taped for instructional purposes. Yeah. 
over some unnecessary fees that might be 13 years old. Nobody I'm just told. saying. I'm just I'm putting it out there now. Absolutely. I'm putting it out there now because if I ever get canceled one day, <laughs> I know I'm owning it up <laughs> now. Can you imagine TMZ? <laughs> we found a, somebody a tape under, of her screaming if about somebody, a, <laughs> If someone ever unearths this particular customer service phone call of me. Mm-hmm. On the Bank of America customer service phone call about the unnecessary fees. Right. Let's just say I may have used the words, I'm being bamboozled. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't say it that gently. I just didn't fucking say it that gently. And was the other person able to not laugh? All right, we gotta go. I don't think this is our long. Nobody episode. laughed. Nobody laughed. <laughs> I was definitely not yeah. laughing. Laughing. No, of course you weren't. I was you were like being bamboozled. I was losing my mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Five O Wise. Yeah. Five O Wise. That tape exists. Here's the thing, guys. If you've listened to this far, a congratulations. Yeah. B, please. Go to Substack. Please sign up for our new weekend water. Substack, it's called Weekend Water with Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Hadda Tompkins. That's right. We started a live chat right before this episode with our current Substack subscribers. Could you have been in that live chat? Yeah. And it's free. But only if you go to the Substack. And subscribe. That's right. There will be extra things that if you're a paid subscriber. Yeah, premium. But the podcast is still free. And like there's a lot. you there's Most of it's free. Yeah. It's like 80% free and there's going to be like 20% premium goodies. 20% you, seems like a lot. I don't think so. We're going to do some watch alongs. Yeah. We have some watch alongs planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ha- I did uh, a live chat with the premium subscribers during Alec Murdoch's mm-hmm. live. <laughs> oh, was the live chat for premiums only? Uh, no, the, 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 the live chat that we had before this podcast you can taping. make it for, you can, each chat you can make for. This was like a, fi- the one that stuff. I did was like a five hour one. Yes. Specifically for premium because it right. was about the Murdoch trial. And I was like worried it was going to be. Right, but I'm saying you can make, you can designate a chat for. Everybody or for the... Yes, most of our chats will be for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then occasional specific live chatting. Absolutely. Like, for example, if we wanted to, like, watch an award show together or something, that could be, like, a premium offering. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Give the old Twitter feel, remember? Well, Twitter is uh, broken. Yes, we can't get into that right now. We're running out of time. But let me say this. So, Oscar, in addition to Oscar night... If you don't care about the Oscars and you live in Los Angeles, um, I'm doing Variatopia this Sunday. Uh, 7 p.m. The 12th at 7 p.m. Um, Oscars will be almost over by then. It's true, but you know, doors open at 6, showtime at 7. At Lodge Room in Highland Park, Variatopia, we're doing a St. Patrick's Day show uh, that's going to be... I'm really excited about it. I'm going. I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be... I'm going to bet on the Oscars at the house party, and then I'm going straight to yeah. Variotopia. We have um, great musical guests. We have great comedy guests. It's and it's a St. Patrick's Day theme. 
Yeah. Would you say like a march? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going like to do... Like Irish music? We're going to do Irish and... music. We have traditional um, uh, arrangements, uh, you know, traditional band. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be Where really can fun. people find the tickets? PaulFTompkins.com slash live. Oh, and also we did do a little Substack announcement about it. That's another yes. thing that if you don't sign up for the Substack... We're going to be selling some Variatopia merch for the first time. Yes. And I will say this, low ticket alert. They're al- As of this recording, they're almost all gone. Oh, so get your ticket, baby. Nice. Yeah, get a ticket. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll oh, be back next month. I what? would also like to announce a little plug for myself. Please. So I will be appearing on Night Court. That's right. I'm in episode 111 and I guess I can say I'm also in episode 116. The, the reboot of Night Court has been doing quite well. They already got a second season. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have already gotten a second season green light or whatever you call yeah. it. Um, I can talk about my experiences working on the show once the show airs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I probably could talk about it now, but I also, I don't know, like... Let's wait until what, it airs. What the yeah. protocol is yeah, for yeah. something like that. But I do have a scene with John Larroquette. Yeah. That's all I yeah, want to yeah. say. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm a little nervous about it, to be honest. Oh, it's great. I don't want to watch it's it gonna be great. on TV. I know. I can't believe I'm always... an actor and I don't like it. I know. Well, that's very common. It's <laughs> it hard to is, watch yourself. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like all about like the act of doing it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So please check out Night Court. Please, if you're in Los Angeles, come to Variotopia this Sunday. Please also subscribe to Weekend Water, the Substack. Mm-hmm. And also, please, take care of yourself. Do you have any recommendations? Um, not that I can think of right now. I did do an episode of a podcast I plugged on here before. You know what I would do with Joey Greer and Mike Castle. Mike is filming something right now, so I got to guest co-host with Joey Greer. Oh my god. I had a lot of fun. Let me tell you something. It's full it's an episode that is full of wheezy laughter between the two of us. Oh, it sounds amazing. There's a lot of wheezy laughter, but it was really and really it's called, fun. What Joey's is it? great. You know what I would do. You know what I would do. And I forgot, I got to guest on the podcast Shut Up I Love It. Uh, with the amazing Sasha Feeler, like she's this awesome television writer. She's Russian and like kind of a badass. And we talk about things that you're nerdy about. She's very cool. Sasha's cool as shit. She's very cool. She like she's she's like she's instantaneously cool. Like you're in her presence and you're like she's fucking cool. So anyway, so her and her co-host had me as a guest. We talk about my favorite show, The Split. <laughs> which is a British show about family law. Just check in on it. It's mm-hmm. called Shut Up, I Love It. I'm a guest. Please check out You Know What I Would Do with Paul. Check out Shut Up, I Love It. Sign up for everything. There you go. And we won't talk to you until Thanks, April. Everybody. Yeah, we'll be back in April. Uh, and until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay strong. strong.